welcome to How to Japan. Let's get started. How is my co-host doing? I'm doing pretty good. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm I'm doing well. Yeah, yeah. again, I can't complain. You know, we're we're going to talk about finance today, banks and things like that. And I just saw something on the news that I want to share with you. Mm. And talking about the the penny pinching uh, nature of the Japanese. <laughs> it's kind of a stereotype. It almost kind of sounds racist the way I said it, but you, you I think you're comparing understand. them to what? Comparing them to <laughs> Jews. <laughs> it's terrible. So, but I love I, I all my favorite comedians are Jews. So yeah. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, I think you're so, playing the long game there. I think uh, <laughs> deep down with a name like sh- with a yeah no yeah <laughs> can't can't do that. I was about to well, yeah. Because you got my like a German name. Spelled in different ways. <laughs> yeah, my name can be spelled in different ways to be Jewish or not Jewish. So it's uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so. Um, yeah, and it's the worst thing to do. Some of my best friends are Jews. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, I know I know a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> At my local bank. <laughs> At my local <laughs> bank, yeah. So, okay. I think you'll understand well, why I'm telling you this and how I said it because uh, of the ridiculousness, at least what I think is ridiculous news story. I asked my wife, after it was finished, after we after it came off, I was like, "Why is that news?" So, what was happening over Golden Week? There was some twenty-year-old, twenty-one-year-old guy. He was frequenting this temple in the middle of the night, and uh, there was a security camera attached to the temple, and it overlooked the shrine area of the temple, where there's a little box with little slots in it. And you throw money into it when you pray. That's mm. kind of a, a traditional thing you do. And most people will do that if they go to the temple and walk around the grounds and things like that. And it's a very popular thing to do during, you know, holiday seasons, especially New Year's and things like that. Anyway, this guy, he was frequenting the temple in the middle of the night. And what he was doing was he was going to the side of the box and he was opening the drawer and he was stealing 90 yen a night. Mm. And uh, apparently he needed to buy tobacco or something like that. Mm. Every night for five nights in a row, he stole, excuse me, 90 yen. Mm. And this was portrayed as one of the most serious news events of the day. Mm. It was like the background music was... Very dramatic. They had interviews with people. Foreboding. Oh, yeah. Yes, very, very scary. And the headline was, "Man steals ninety yen." That's the equivalent of ninety cents. Yeah. And so, at last, we see in the security camera that police, local police, absconded him and sent him off to the police station. So you'll be happy to know the man who has been stealing 90 yen from the donation box <laughs> every night has been arrested what? and will face charges wow. for the crimes against humanity for 90 yen. Yeah, but you got to nip it in the bud, though. I mean, <laughs> he was stealing from what was a shrine? It was a shrine, right? A temple. Yeah, well, it was a shrine. The shrine. So, yeah, that's unforgivable. Yeah. No, you can't steal from a shrine. It's like stealing from a church, you know, like on a Sunday, we know when they hand around the hat with money in it and you just like take out like a, 
like a like a like ninety like ninety cents out of the hat, and someone sees you. That's not <laughs> unforgivable. Okay, but wait a second. It's not news. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> not really newsworthy. It's, it's not. You're really scraping not, the barrel for for news at that point. And it was so serious, and I was like, "What else am I am I missing something?" So I asked my wife, like, "Okay, so this guy he stole ninety yen every day for five days, yeah." And the police caught him, yeah. So then my question was, why is this news? Why is this on TV? It doesn't make any sense. And so it doesn't make any dollars or cents because the, it's just the amount of money involved and the, the weight that they were giving this amount of money. And that's why I was talking about like the, a penny saved, a penny earned kind of penny pinching kind of society yeah. where I'm going to yeah. count my coin. I'm counting my coin on my hand. Oh, I'm missing 90 yen. I'm going to call the police about 90 yen. <laughs> so how how, how did they know that he was taking 90, 90 yen every day? Did they have like I, I security cameras in the shrine? Yeah, there is a security camera, but it was very, very fuzzy. So mm. I, I guess he fessed up to stealing 90 yen. Did he get so, his cigarettes at least? Yeah, I guess he got his cigarettes, but you can't buy cigarettes mm. for 90 yen, can you? No, I mean, he saved up. Right. Yeah. So over the course of like five days, I think he had enough. Yeah. Just as he got, you know, got caught, he they probably <laughs> caught him while he was about to get it. You know, <laughs> while he was at a vending machine getting his cigarettes. How terrible would that be? <laughs> as soon as you're about to light a cigarette what? and they catch you, can you I smoke? The in the, can I smoke at least? They're like, no, you're coming with us. <laughs> and the camera quality was so fuzzy, and what was so funny is they kept replaying this scene. Because he he left the temple grounds, you see him walking away, and then you see in the shadows in the in the background little feet, and it almost looks like ghosts running through the mm. temple grounds, like <laughs> out yeah, to catch yeah. him. There are the police catching catching the culprit. So I, I think this is a reflection of a society that really, really, really takes care of its money very closely and doesn't like when things change in fact that donation box is just sitting out there all by its lonesome without anyone to protect it every day mm. you know they leave that money in there it's i guess like a fountain you know if you make a wish in a fountain the money's all in there but um it's but all someone someone abseils ab down to take 90 in <laughs> <laughs> And they close back up, just you know, every day going down that, going down this well to collect money for his cigarettes. Why not just take all the money you needed right there? Oh, maybe there wasn't enough in the donation box at the time. I don't know. And and I think this is because a penny saved is a penny earned. He was saving his money yeah. every day, yeah. and he he was just like, I'm not going to steal a lot of money every day. I have morals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I'm just going to hold on to that. So I thought that would be a good way to start the uh, podcast here. That's great. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Well, we are, but, we are covering yeah, banking and finance. And, and uh, <clears throat> neither of us have worked in the banking industry. Um, no. I'm talking for myself here, but I'm not financial, particularly financially uh, literate. Yeah. I'm not someone who 
um, can give any invest investment advice to anyone. I'm um, not not a particularly good uh, saver either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please take whatever advice I have with a grain of salt. So I don't know. How about you? Are you financially literate? That- um, I, I think I've learned a lot from my wife over the years on how to save money. It's si- mm. similar to like a, a time back in Tokyo when we lived in Tokyo and my wife was switching jobs and we were going to take the train in to another station in Tokyo. And I was like, oh, okay, we'll just take the Chiodo line. So what are you talking about? I'm like, well, the Chiodo line will take us right in, right into town. Yeah, but I don't have a job right now. I was like, well, what do you mean? I mean, it's 20 extra yen to take the Chiyoda line. Mm. And she was in tears. And I'm like, 20 20 yen? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) We don't need to cry over 20 yen. Fine, we'll take the JR line. (laughs) (laughs) So... uh, I, I, but I, I've learned a lot in, in that process of, uh, lear- you know, how to take care of money much better over the years since I've lived with my wife. And I actually am able to save a lot of money or a good portion of my salary every year. So, but good. still, I don't know about stocks and stuff like that. I'm a, hmm. I have no idea what, what's going on with that. But yeah, I, I we, thought you had, yeah. No, well, the reason we chose banking and finance was just because of our own experiences here in Japan, which were pretty mm. unique for me, uh, at least, coming mm. over. Uh, quite shocked, actually, yeah. how backwards everything was and how... Uh, I had no idea that my own country of New Zealand was so far ahead of a country like Japan, which I always thought of as being technologically advanced, I thought that they would have had a, um, you know, more efficient way of mm. handling money. And that just, um, you know, uh, I, I, I guess I was under the wrong impression mm. because, uh, yeah, I was very mistaken. So you you came up with, or you, you came up with, you didn't come up with it, but you, you had... Uh, something by Wallace that you said that kind of sum up sums up your oh, opinion yeah, about the yeah, situation. Da- uh, David Foster Wallace. He's a, mm. a famous American author. And uh, he came up with a story about these two two fish. So the story goes like this. There, there are these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, Morning, boys. How's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a bit. And then eventually one of them looks over at the other and goes, what the hell is water? Mm. And uh, and the point, the point he was trying to make was that, you know, the most obvious and important things in your, in your life are usually the most hardest things to, to see and to perceive right. and to talk about. So mm. yeah, in our day to day in our day to day lives, like uh, you know, banal platitudes can have a life or death importance. So I I co opted that parable just to capture the cultural elements in which mm-hmm. people don't see mm-hmm. uh, the fact that Japan has this fucking horrible banking experience, and many of the people mm-hmm. living in Japan, many Japanese don't know how terrible it is. Mm-hmm. So so that's why I yeah just 
just made that connection when I mm. when I um, just made me remember what what he said. I, I mean, he wasn't talking about culture specifically, but mm-hmm. just um, but it does make sense, I think, in this in this aspect of 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 living in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, not just banking and finance. I'm sure there are other things, you know, just in any culture. There's certain mm-hmm. things that you, uh, you you don't understand at the time because you're just living too uh, too close, too close mm-hmm. to, you're living in it, like water. You're just living mm-hmm. living inside. You don't really um, take a moment to, to question anything. So I think that's mm-hmm. what you and I can bring to mm-hmm. to Japanese, you know, they're, banking experiences we could actually help them mm. um and the people listening who are most noted you know foreigners i'm sure many mm. of the people listening are foreigners so we want to also mm. prime them on mm. you know getting a little acclimatized of what to expect when they come to japan right like it's actually you know it's a bit of a shit show mm. but yeah what well, are your what are your thoughts well I, I have mixed thoughts about it because i, I think the first thing that I I realized is that when you come to another country and you start dealing with different things, you come with the experiences of your own country and then the expectations of the other country. Mm. And so when your expectations are not met about that country, then it becomes even doubly more infuriating because you feel like, well, it's not even like my own country but it's not anywhere what I thought it should be. So I have to sometimes talk myself off the ledge about this kind of topic. So sometimes I'll, I'll talk to my wife about what she thinks about the banking system. And what she'll, she'll tell me is, well, there, I mean, the, the time frames, one of the issues of the time frames is kind of set. So it's sometimes hard to do your banking during that time frame. But when I think about my own country, I mean, stand-up comedians have been harping on that about American banks since the 1980s. You know, the closing time at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. But then, in addition, there were ATM machines and things like that. So uh, that, that kind of aspect made me think twice think twice before I started to criticize more. And then another a positive aspect of the Japanese banks is that when you open an account, you, there's never a point, or most accounts, there's never a point where there's uh, you're going to face char- surcharges for not having enough money in your bank account. And in America, you'll, you can get charged for not having enough money. So in a way it's like a poor tax in America like if you have under under $100 in your account you're you're going to get charged $7 for that month whereas in most banks in Japan you can have one penny the equivalent of one penny in your account and you're not going to get charged so when i think about banking in in Japan i i i'm constantly on the seesaw about it i guess mm. um even though there are times where i feel infuriated mm mm well, I uh, I remember coming here for well the first time going to open an, up an account. I went in and uh, I remember having the option to choose between two different passbooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went in and I said, "Oh, how much do I need to 
um, do I need to deposit? And they said, oh, whatever, 5 yen, yeah. 10 yen. And I said, mm-hmm. well, here you go. And I handed over 1,000 yen, like a big mm. spender. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I expect good quality service from now on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then they, and then they uh, gave me the option of two different passport, uh, passbooks. And mm. one of them was a Hello Kitty passbook, and the other one was a Snoopy passbook. Right. And I was faced with two options. One was like a bright pink very neon colored and which was the hello kitty one and the other one was like a more muted blue but still very yeah. but still very bright uh which was snoopy i've got nothing against yeah. these characters but i just thought well do you have another uh option <laughs> that i could choose like something that, that matches my age <laughs> dude i don't know i look young i know i look young for my age but come on uh I don't know what you yeah what you try to prove here, but uh, are there other options? Says, oh no no, this is these are special campaigns and and I said no no, but is there um like a normal option like just uh, blue or black or? And I said yeah. no, these are the only ones available right now. I said well <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? Fuck it, give me the Hello Kitty one. Only yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <gonna> go all in. <laughs> yeah. I mean that that just speaks to the the character frenzy of of Japan, like all the mascots and all these things is just so everyone's so geared towards having a a big fluffy character whisk you through everything in your life, whether it be banking the supermarket or while going on vacation or even construction crews. Mm. will have <laughs> their little mascot character for some could reason. You, could you imagine going in with your dad to a bank and he opens up an account and your dad gets these two options? <laughs> How do you think your dad would have reacted? I think he was, what the hell? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, What's that? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll get Snoopy. <laughs> I guess I'll just go go and get Snoopy. Uh, I think my I yeah. think my dad would have uh, and I he he would have just taken his business elsewhere. And he's like, well, this uh, <laughs> this bank um, obviously they've got fucking Charlie Brown in charge or some other you know some Mickey it's a Mickey Mouse operation or something. It's probably what he would yeah. say. It just uh, it's a whole different uh, perception, cultural mm. lens through which you live your life, and a bank, and a, you know, a bank. I guess in my dad's eyes, or even in my eyes, to some degree, mm. because of living in New Zealand. But but no, you just don't mix. You you can't mix this frivolous, mm-hmm. frivolous like uh, animated characters and mascots with something so serious and so important as your money. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't. It just it doesn't mix. Well, I sh- I sent you that that picture earlier this weekend of that character guy who's who's talking about the coronavirus, and there's like a very important scientist Yamanaka Sensei, and he's talking about vaccines that he's working on in Japan, and you have a close up shot of him, and then you have a commentator, and it's this guy painted in what looks to be. You know, mm. something out of a an, Kiss an animated, concert. yeah, and, and it's just like, and he he has a straight face, and everyone's taking him seriously, but he's wearing all of this makeup, and he has his headgear on, and all this, mm. and I've seen him before, but each time it's like, why, 
am I, how how am I supposed to take this seriously now when I have you're talking about the coronavirus and this guy has like a headgear that that looks like fire like coming out of his skull and this white makeup with these red like sports streaks down his face like some sort of yeah kiss character or you know something out of like a Gundam cartoon like the you know the color schemes mm. and so I, that just pervades everywhere uh, into mm. the banking system but at least in the banking system i mean if you walk into a bank everyone's wearing uniforms yeah i haven't seen any mascots in a bank yeah you wouldn't want them going too far <laughs> yeah so what are some of uh what are some of your actual i mean th- that that's kind of a cosmetic gripe but what are your kind of gripes that you have that are related to daily banking uh well i'll give i'll, I'll give the listeners uh, a little bit of background information so i come from okay. i come from new zealand where we have this system called eftpos and eftpos stands for electronic fund transfer at point of sale and uh basically it means it's a it's a payment system involving electronic funds based on the use of payment cards such as debit or credit cards at payment terminals uh, and this uh, this was set up throughout the country. You, I mean, you can go anywhere in New Zealand, whether it's a little, little, uh, little dairy on the corner, you know, a little dinky little shop from the the top of New Zealand right down to the bottom. They had uh, cashless systems in place from the mm-hmm. late eighties. Mm. So this was I've I've grown up with this with this system, and uh, mm. I think it originally it actually originated in the United States in 1981 mm-hmm. but okay. i think it was adopted by australia and new zealand i mean they were the ones who really took to this technology and um made it widespread mm-hmm. but it was just so it's just so convenient i didn't have to pay any transaction fees go to any shop i don't have to pay any kind of money for using my card i've just mm-hmm. got to pay like a limited amount i mean a certain amount of money to mm-hmm. be able to use it which is depending on the store it could be I don't know, uh, like five dollars or maybe ten dollars, but uh, but yeah, you've you, it's not the onus is not on the customer; it's on the it's on the the actual store which accepts your your money. So mm. um, so it's worked really well just as a customer from a customer's mm. point of view, right? And that was uh, it was a real shock to to the system coming to a country like Japan and. Not just realizing that I needed to carry notes everywhere with me, mm. and coins and notes, but also the fact I couldn't take out money on certain days because it fell on a holiday. Now, I think right. th- it's not as bad as it once was, but I remember mm. having to wait for a, a paycheck uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, I don't, I didn't save, <laughs> still don't save right. much. So I was, like, I was yeah. like working paycheck to paycheck. Uh, at my my first job in Japan, and hmm. it fell. I think it it fell on a day where I had to wait until after the end of the the holiday, so I couldn't hmm. go anywhere to take yeah. out money. I actually yeah. had to ask people who I barely knew. I was like, "Listen, I, I'm I'm fucked. Can you can you yeah. spot me some money to to survive?" 
and I was absolutely livid. Not, mm. uh, no one told me at the time to mm. be careful because again, they're swimming around. How the hell would they know that I come from a country that has different expectations on money and mm. finances and, and mm. even um, accessing my own money? Everybody, everybody just thought that I was like everybody else. I should line up at the end of the month and just take out all the money I need for that month. Yeah. Um, so that was it, my sort of first, you know, baptism by fire coming to Japan yeah. to, to really, you know, be, be thrown at the deep end. But yeah, that was my experience. Um, one of the major complaints I had. Yeah. It's one of those things where you, you don't realize that's something that you actually need to learn. Mm. You figure that you need to learn the language, some different customs, but you don't realize that there's this whole different banking culture and the perspective, uh, perspective on money is so different. Uh, you, you don't really think about those things. You think about the food. You don't realize that, oh, the banking system just different. And I think one of the things that it's based around, like we're saying, is this cash-based idea. And people really push this idea that if you have cash in hand, you know exactly how much money you have. And so it won't disappear as quickly if you mm. know it, if you have it in your hand. And mm. it's so different from the American si the American way of thinking. It's like the, the, the idiom that we have in America is like I got a I got a hole burning in my wallet with all this wad of cash in it. Mm. I got money to burn. So when right. we see it, we spend it. And yeah. for Japanese, it's like I see it. Therefore, I know how much money I have and I can't spend it. I know that I can't. It's just a completely flip sided way of looking at how you handle money. And so also, I think it goes down to the, the monthly salary deposits you get payday is once a month which in america it was sometimes once a week or twice a month mm. so that also changes your perspective because you have to think about the whole month and i think that forces people to be more budget-minded and therefore mm. they don't frequent the bank as much as um, at least americans do but I don't even want to visit the bank at all. The only the only mm -hmm. time I want to visit the bank is when I open an account or when I mm -hmm. close an account. Uh -huh. I shouldn't have any other contact with the bank, at least mm -hmm. from where I you know where I come from. I don't right. want you. I don't want the bank in my life every month. Why the fuck mm. would I want that? Well, I think most people don't have the bank in their life, right? It's it's more going to an ATM machine, or what's down down near the shopping center near my house there's like a cash corner and there's eight or nine different bank atms all lined up next to each other including japan post maybe an international uh, not an international bank but a nationwide bank and some local banks and then mm. people kind of go to this place and it's near this it's in front of the supermarket so from there then they can do shopping or whatever but it, yeah, it still begs the point, why do you have to do that? <laughs> why go and yeah, line up yeah. outside an ATM mm -hmm. along with mm -hmm. every other person? And this is mm -hmm. usually during your lunch break. Yeah. This is during people's office hours. So you're actually, mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're going to the bank on their terms, not on your terms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Why wasn't there like a, like a, I don't know. I mean, I, 
I mean, we've got also a good online banking system in New Zealand, so you, you yeah. know, we've we've got I, all of that down pat. I think they're still coming; they're like, still struggling with simple online banking. Yeah, but that's it. I was talking to my wife about that, and she's like, "Oh yeah, maybe you know," because we we're talking about the passbook, and I kind of like the passbook system because you put it into the ATM machine and it calculates everything for you, and then you can have it in your hand to see how much money, what transactions happened over the past month or so what things were paid, what's not, what's still being waiting on, what you're still waiting on. And I find that very, very nice to have everything printed out and just very handy. Whereas in America, before, you know, when I left, you know, almost 20 years ago, it was just a ramshackle of stupid crap. You'd get these receipts and then you'd have a little envelope, plastic envelope, and you'd stuff all these receipts into the envelope. And then you had this other book that you could hand write things into so it was very ramshackle put together. There was no organization to it, to the system. So when I came to Japan and I saw the passbook and I saw the ATMs automatically record everything on your printed page, I was like, that makes life a little bit easier for me. And then I was talking to my wife and she said that, oh, it might be good to have like an application or computer website or something like that to look at your things. But then she said, on second thought, I, I really wouldn't trust I don't trust the security measures. I'd rather have mm. it printed out on my paper from the ATM. I don't I don't believe that the security is strong enough for those things. And then she pointed towards a few months ago there was um in 7-Eleven there was a 7-Eleven like app payments system similar to PayPay and uh the, a lot of money was stolen out of the system. There was a breach and that pretty much put the kibosh on that system that just went down the tank and you know people are like if that's going to happen i'm not going to use these other types of apps that can organize my money electronically mm. no not when you've got like a cyber security minister who's never used a computer in his life <laughs> <laughs> so leading from the front you know just setting the right example right of, of right. like online technology i mean it should i mean New Zealand, I've never... You can see in real time what you're using on your bank. You just go online using any sort of applications. There hasn't been a security mm -hmm. breach. Mm -hmm. Not once in my um, living memory. Maybe there has, and I don't know about it. But no, it's all very... Um, uh, all lock, locked down. And um, as I said, with the with the FPOS system, it's, it's all mm -hmm. electronic. It's all done electronically. Mm -hmm. Every single transaction you go through is recorded almost instantaneously and you can like log into your bank account and it's you can just see in real time what you know where your money's going expenses uh and income and mm -hmm. it's it's just so much easier and now we've got well you were saying you know something you, you were telling me about you know it was really interesting and i i wasn't as well versed in it as you but you talked mm -hmm. about the actual payment system with coupons mm -hmm. and cards and you've got like a, like yeah, a card yeah, yeah, yeah. you got a card or voucher for this store and then you go to another store you walk five meters to another store and you've got a, a, a different card for that and i don't know how they've got enough room in their fucking wallets and purses for all these <laughs> fucking cards because they've got a card for everything and they've got yeah, and they and, and they ask you yeah. and they ask me every time i got a local yeah. um 
uh, like a local supermarket and a local uh, drugstore I go to, ever mm. they see me so often. I see the same mm-hmm. people there, and they ask me the same question. They say, mm-hmm. "Do you have a card? Do you have a card? Mm-hmm. Would you like us to help you make a card? <laughs> How about you make a card?" <laughs> uh, and they, every time they want they want to make a card, I said, "No." They say, "Oh, you don't have a card?" I'm like, "No." Shall we help you make a card? I'm like, no, I don't want a card. Mm. I don't want to carry around mm. a card. But it's like it, it's drilled into people to just expect to give their yeah. card. I guess they get pissed off. I get. I guess Japanese customers get pissed off if they're not asked for the card mm-hmm. because everyone has it. Yeah. Um, well, you get points, and you some days there's discount days and things like that. So people are counting their pennies, as I said at the beginning. Shift, shift that online then. Why don't they have more applications? We're in t- uh, 2020 right now. Why aren't mm. there applications that are leveraging the the current age, the digital age in which we're living? Why can't like stores just uh, have their own application? And so you go by with your smartphone and you scan it using a reader. You you know why why doesn't that exist? I don't know. It, Starbucks it has it. it. Yeah, Starbucks has it, and there's there's a. There's some sporting goods stores with it, but you know I told you this store a few story a few months ago when I you know because it's going cat Japan's going trying to go cashless, and I walked into this sporting goods store that I'd gone to a few few times before and I had my card, and I'm like okay you have to download the app now if you want to collect points with us, so then I download the app there and I have to go through writing all of my personal information into this stupid app. It takes like five to ten minutes to do it. <laughs> and then finally they can then, you know, scan it. And it's like, okay, fine. And I go to another shop and it's their system's not even an app, it's their website that you have to register with. It doesn't even make any sense. It's like, why do I have to do that? So I have to show you your website <laughs> mm. <laughs> to get points. What are we doing here? Oh, well, and so you can just make a screenshot of that QR code at the bottom of the website and then show us that QR code every time you come here. So I have to scroll through all my album pictures, get to that QR code picture, <laughs> and then mm. show them that when I buy something. Mm. It's, a, it, it's, again, it's, it's, there's so many things going on, so many cards, so many ridiculous cards. I, I, you know, to go into the the one card system that we we use at home with Eon Supermarket. So Eon has this Wa-On card, which is a little doggy, and it barks each time you use it on a sensor, and it's very cute. And uh, sometimes you get 5% off, and you collect points and things like that. It's a cash card, but it's connected. The only way you can add money to it is using a kiosk in the supermarket. So first you have to go to your ATM machine, take out money. There's conveniently, there's a cash (laughs) cash center. Mm. So you go 200 meters over there, take out money, then go to that kiosk for the Wa-On card, put money into the kiosk, enter your Wa-On card, and then it's charged. Mm. Then you can go shopping. And so this is a system that exists for other things too like the suit uh, but now since everything's sorry now everything's going cashless you can actually use the Wa-On card at different stores but the only place you can add money to it is at the supermarket right okay uh, so 
then you have Suica, which is, you know, the J the Japan Rail train pass. And for many years, you've been able to add money and buy stuff at around the station. But now it's becoming more widespread. You can go mm. far away from the station, you can go to department stores mm. and pay with your Suica card. But it's the same concept. You have to go to the station and add money to the card. And then after you add money, then you can go shopping. So there is something that's being added. So some of these cards do allow you to connect your credit card to the those cash cards. But still it's another step. You go to for example at Eon, you go to you go there, you take out your credit card and then it's okayed and then you put on your Wallon card and then you add money and then so you can add money that way, but it's still this extra step because it's not connected to any account. And there's many cards like this now. You just go all around Japan and there's all kinds of stores with this system. And it's all part of this cashless system that the Jap Japanese government has created since the consumption ta tax increase from last September. They're trying to make a cashless system, but there's no standardization. So you, you still have a bunch of cards in your wallet and you still have to go to the ATM machines or make sure that your credit card is attached to that ATM machine and then make sure that you have enough money on that cash card before you go shopping. So it's a it's a weird system that they've set up. It's just, mm. uh, I don't... Endless, yeah, it, it defeats the purpose of going cashless because you've yeah. still, there's still these other, there's another step involved where you've still got to hand in your a physical like tangible money like in your hand in order to use mm. that card when if you do, really do want to be cashless then there should be direct uh like apple pay for example i still right right uh i think i i no, i try, i uh, i wanted to get a a a card i think it was uh yeah uh Suica card and in order to get it i had to go into the station to get like a mm -hmm. to get a, another card and then use that number in my Apple, um, in my my yeah. iPhone, and then I had to put all these mm -hmm. details into my iPhone, which is pretty. You know, iPhone process is really easy. But then I realized I, in order to add more money, I got to go in to put money into the um, into the actual machine at the station. And I said, why can't mm -hmm. I like hook up my credit card? And they said, oh well, no, you you can't because your credit card. Uh, doesn't accept it and i said what uh my credit mm -hmm. card and i said yeah yeah your credit card you gotta um you gotta get the right credit card in order for the trans you know in order right. to have money the money to mm -hmm. complete any kind of purchase using this card and mm -hmm. so uh, i've been wanting to change my credit card I, i'm using a credit card here that that's another uh you know issue we can talk about is just how difficult it is to get a credit card in Japan as a foreigner. Mm -hmm. It is so right. difficult. It took me years to get this credit card. Mm -hmm. And now that I've got it, I can't, <laughs> yeah. I, I've applied to other credit cards that have Apple mm -hmm. Pay, that allow me to use Apple Pay, mm -hmm. but uh, I've been declined. And I have no idea why. Oh, really? I don't know what's going on. I don't mm -hmm. know whether I'm not making enough money or or maybe it's my job, uh, but it always comes down to the same thing. It's probably just because I'm a foreigner. Mm -hmm. They don't want to take the risk on me, but it's just so fucking frustrating. Mm -hmm. I can't even use Apple pay here properly because mm -hmm. of the 
credit cards companies um, just the lack of you know they, they want to do everything they can to minimize risk it's such mm, a conservative yeah, it, culture in that respect yeah I think, you know, talking about credit cards, we know that Visa is recognized worldwide and anywhere you take a Visa card, you can pay for something. But strangely, it's still difficult to use a foreign Visa card in Japan. Last December, I took my I went to LL Bean, which is an American company, and I bought a sweater. And I wanted to use my American Visa card, Visa debit card, but it still has Visa on it, so it's treated like a credit card. And I gave it to the staff. They said it was declined, so I had to use a Japanese card. Then I go down the street to Tower Records, and I buy a CD, and I take out my debit, my Visa debit card, and it goes through. So some stores will take it, and other stores won't take it. It's the only, I, I think it must be the only country, well, maybe North Korea, but the only country where mm. you... It's quite visa, a sad, sad indictment when you compare Japan yeah. to North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> where a visa card is not a visa card because it's from another country. But Japanese people going to other countries can use the cards that they, it, they were issued in Japan all over the place. Yeah, of course. And it, it's such a weird thing to have set up that it still exists that way. And that that's something that will really come to light when, you know, the the Olympics come next year. If people can't use their credit card because it's not a Japanese credit card, that's going to put a damper on people's spirits. <laughs> like it's come on. Uh, what are What are you guys doing with that system? It's just a weird mm. thing. Yeah, there's uh, uh, not a lot of innovation either. There's not a lot of like progress. Uh, we've been here for many years, and I don't. I think the closest we've come to cashless payments are those fucking cards you just mentioned, which yeah. it doesn't solve anything. In fact, no. it's creating more work. <laughs> it's yeah. creating more work yeah. on the customer's behalf because you got to go. You can only take. You can only deposit money to use this card at a specific location you can't even use a fucking <laughs> atm for that so now you're just limiting you're, you're creating more fucking steps for people to actually yeah. use their money in your shitty little store and i, yeah. I just so frustrating i get worked up about yeah. it and i know i i know i should keep a you know a perspective like what you said like the american system isn't much i mean it's it's got a lot of faults as well um mm. But Can I tell you a story about the American system when I was in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, go on. Okay. Well, you know, I was talking about the fees that you get charged. If you have one card for Bank of America or something, or at the time it was Washington Mutual, you went to a Bank of America ATM, they could charge you $3, and then your bank could charge you $2. And so you get charged $5 for taking money out. And yeah. so there was a proposition put up on a ballot one year, uh, that we had a vote on it whether or not they should should fees should be waived we shouldn't have to pay fees and so of course it passed right it passed but then the banks took it to court and overturned the proposition mm. so there was no way of actually the con the consumers and the people voters spoke out against this corrupt system 
They put up a proposition, voted in favor of it, and the banks mm. turned it over. Yeah. So money talks, that's, and that's yeah, the banking uh, power, the influence they have. Not even and your so, vote counts for shit. It counts yeah. for fuck all. Yeah. Well, even if you voted for it, you don't. You're not going to get it. And so when I think about Japan, the the fact that there's so little fees going into the system, it, it's it makes it feel a little bit. I feel a little bit more relaxed <laughs> in in some mm. ways, uh, even though it, at times it feels antiquated. You got the passbook. It tells me exactly how much money I have. I don't have any extra papers on me. I I know I only have to go to the bank once a month. Um, you know, interest rates are low, but I'm not going to get any extra charges. Uh, so I I feel like in some in some ways there's there's more of a, a sane a sanity to the banking system in Japan compared to America. But I I'm I'm sure coming from New Zealand it just doesn't. Oh, it's insane coming from New Zealand. Yeah. It's the opposite mm-hmm. of sanity. Mm-hmm. But that's all. Yeah, but that's again it's about perspective, cultural expectations mm-hmm. like you highlighted earlier the cultural um the culture that you that you bring in with you into japan yeah you have expectations yeah. and you feel absolutely gutted you feel you mm-hmm. feel like uh, like how how can this be this mm-hmm. this has been such a a joy for me in my home country and you've just taken a big shit big dump on on my mm-hmm. joy and what i <laughs> what i've come to expect <laughs> from a really yeah. simple process um it's sad really yeah. is sad the the whole the whole cash system the whole cash culture uh, is just based about around the feeling of low risk and having control of your over your money and i asked my wife again i asked her what do you think most japanese feel about this and they i like the 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 story at the beginning that you told from Wallace, no one really sees a problem. Right. And, but even be, even beyond that, no one is, seems to be very stressed by it. And they just kind of think if it's not broke, don't fix it kind of feeling. Mm. And it's only from uh, people from the outside looking in that see the problem. Hmm. Yeah, and maybe J- Japanese people don't actually see any problem and don't feel like noth- anything really needs to change about it. Then, if it does change, it could cause extra problems. If we think about like the my number system, right, and uh, the money that the government is trying to uh, find, trying to figure out a way of giving money out because of the coronavirus, and how what a rigmarole it's taking months and months because. Oh, we have this my number system, but no one wants to enter it because they're afraid that their personal information is going to be breached. But if they had it, then they would get this money much more quickly and they wouldn't have to go through this application process of having an application being sent to your house. Then you decide whether or not you want the money. You fill out this application and mail it back to the government. And then once they receive it, they will put money into your bank. So... It's all about trust and and whether or not people actually want to move forward with something or if they perceive something wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, 
I mean, that's both, but it's both good and bad, though. You know, I, I guess I can mm. see the positive aspect of it all is that trust is so important in Japan because mm. um, culturally, yeah, it's, uh, there's, in fact, that's probably why it's so safe. And that's why if I leave my wallet on the train, I get it back more often than mm. not. That's right. why it's, it's such a safe country to live in because of this mm. inherent level of trust mm. with not just with sort of institutions, but with just each other, with each right. other. If you walk down, a, you never feel fearful for your life if you walk down a dark alley that you've never been down. In fact, mm. most Japanese would be like, oh, I haven't been down here before. And they'd be curious right. and they'll go and check it out. Right. But imagine like in New York. If I walk down the dark, oh, I wonder what's behind. Oh, what's behind that? Uh, <laughs> behind that dumpster over there. Oh, I hear, I hear movement. Oh, oh that, was, that sounds interesting. <laughs> what's, ooh, what's behind that dumpster? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of scenario? <laughs> who, who is this person? <laughs> This person, I want to meet them. This person who's like, ooh, what's behind that dumpster? <laughs> I understand what you mean, but the dumpster <laughs> is not working. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, so I guess you've got to... You know, put everything into perspective, and like a major mm. change in the way people handle money. Mm. Who knows? That could actually have it, like ramifications that we can't see, mm. um, like really bad impl- implications for for the culture. And I don't want there to be any changes in terms of safety. But who knows? If you mm. change a dial here, what happens over mm. here? And if you change something here, what impact will that have over here? But mm. all I all I want to focus on is how to get it closer to new zealand how can we <laughs> how can japan get on board with new zealand and how to handle money mm. because um mm. from my experience in new zealand we've had a uh, it's a very smooth streamlined process you go in mm. with no money you don't carry money around any any mm. uh, you don't carry wads of cash on you like japanese uh, oh, it's even interesting. I just remembered. You see Japanese mm. guys on the on a crowded train, and you see mm. in their jacket, uh, in their in their jeans pocket, dangling mm. out the back, half of their fucking wallet is, is <laughs> like a hang- <laughs> with like a shitload of cash. And I'm thinking, fucking hell, this is a pickpocket's dream to yeah. be on a Tokyo like a like a crowded train in Tokyo. Yeah, because people are just so blasé, nonchalant about just the. You know, all this, you know, all this, these wad, the wads of notes in their, in their back pockets. Uh, mm. It's, I guess, you know, but I guess, I don't know. I mean, what what kind of solutions do you have? How how can what what are your thoughts? What kind of um, what can you say about about Japan improving, improving oh banking and finance for people? That's a top, good question. Like what, 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 top top uh, recommendation. To for what my should, top recommendation for for either the well, government okay. or banks. Uh, I guess for banks is easy. I, it's got to start from the grassroots, right? Yeah, it's got to start I like at a local has level. To, I I think something has to start failing miserably in the banking sector. If you think about, if you go back to the '90s and elder care in Japan, I read I read about this in the New York Times, and then I start really noticing it around my neighborhood. Elder care in the 1990s was horrid in Japan. 
It was terrible. And so researchers were like, we got to fix this system. So they went to Northern Europe and they looked at various countries up there and how they dealt with their system. And there were these elder care systems all over in neighborhoods and there was a point of, uh, point of help, point people in various neighborhoods and there was easy access to, to uh, facilities. And so Japan started adopting all these things and in the early 2000s. And now Northern European countries look at Japan as a model of success for elder care. Mm, wow. So the, now, so basically, I think there has to be a moment in Japanese society where people realize that something is broken with the banking system. Mm. Right now, I feel like, and I, I put this in my notes, it's everything is jerry-rigged because no one really believes that there's a problem. Mm. So the politicians know that they want to they want to create an image of Japan to the rest of the world as being part of the first world, as being part of this very technology advanced globalized world. But at the same time, they don't think that there's a real problem. Mm. So if if no one can recognize an issue that needs to be fixed, then I don't think the next step can happen. Mm. But so I can't really offer uh, shit has to go freaking sideways. I think that's what has to happen. Mm. But w I mean, that's not really helpful. <laughs> well, w what do you think? You, you, I think you have some suggestions. Uh, well, since coming to Japan, I own seven bank accounts. <laughs> Mizuho, Mitsuri Sumitomo, Rezona, Shinsei, UFJ, Japan mm. Post. Yeah. And you know what separates my experience? What's that? It's nothing. They're all the fucking same. <laughs> They're the fucking same. There's like no mm -hmm. competition amongst each other. There's no real drive because every they just keep the uh, expectations so low. There's nothing mm -hmm. separating these banks at all. Right. So why bother yeah, changing? Yeah, that's true. And so I've, uh, I've looked at different banks like uh shinsei has like an english language they, they they offer pretty good quality english language support uh mm -hmm. but they've recently changed their um system where they're going to be charging the same amount um for certain transactions after a certain time like every other mm -hmm. bank uh sony so so mm -hmm. sony they launched a new service for foreigners mm -hmm. the sony bank and so that looks kind of promising. They're okay. not falling prey to what other banks are doing. They, uh, yeah, they're mainly targeting foreigners, English speakers. Mm -hmm. So along with their target demographic, which, uh, you know, you've got 2.2 million foreigners living in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, and some 1.3 million are workers, um, you know, as in they are working in the like like not not um like blue like blue collar like these these are people who who come here for like like construction jobs or mm -hmm. in the service industry from other asian asian countries hmm. so they yeah many of them i i actually you know what i'm sorry i'll take that back they i don't think they're targeting them 
but they're targeting more of the upper echelon of foreigners uh, mm-hmm. who expect certain services from their banks. Mm-hmm. So, so that's probably the only promising thing. I, I think the once more banks cotton on to the different ways of of uh, the different services that they can provide, and mm-hmm. also you and me and many other foreigners somehow articulating our, our, our thoughts in, a, in an unpatronizing way mm. to, to Japanese who want to listen to us talk about mm. banking and finance. Just bring it up, you know, when you're having a you know, dinner party with <laughs> Japanese you don't know. Just say, hey, by the way, how do you how do, you do banking? The last oh, you, you want, are that, you saying you yeah, line up the, every month? You line up outside the ATM? Wow, when I first came to Japan, I thought that was really weird. And then one of them will, will pipe up and say, why, what do you mean? You know, that's how you get the conversation started. Mm. Mm, but I think that's the last thing that any most Japanese people would want to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's like talking about like protecting personal information. I don't think anyone really wants to talk about money. So yeah. that's, that's another tough one. But, you know, one thing that I, you know, definitely benefit from is w- when I got a house and I got a loan you know, because things are so uncompetitive and because things are constantly being pushed down, interest rates and things like that, the interest rate on housing loans is so low. Mm. It's so awesome. I mean, Mm. it's uh, I'm on a variable rate, interest rate, uh, and it never goes above 1%. Wow. It's like most of the time it's 0.8%, 0.86% percent and if i were to get a fixed rate loan it would be 1.2 so that 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 in that sense it makes it really affordable for families to buy a house because housing loan interest rates are so incredibly low which compared to if you go back 25 years in japan during the bubble period and then into the mid 90s you're talking about four five to sometimes seven percent interest rates on housing loans so and houses cost a lot more back then so now you know things are much cheaper and so it makes life much easier so you can get those kind of housing loans that make that if you bought a house for three hundred thousand dollars in america you'd be paying a four percent interest and most middle-income people wouldn't be able to afford that house but in in Japan you can because the interest rate is dirt cheap. It's so low. Well, I'm glad at least someone in this shitty banking system is uh, benefiting. <laughs> yeah, some people are uh, having a, a, a le- at least a little positive experience from it. But um, yeah, I think I mean, you know, as far as changing people's minds. Uh, I guess it's just hmm. once this. How is di- the water? Yeah, how's the water? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't. I don't know if we don't have any other sort of ideas of how to improve the system. Then I, don't I guess know. we're just gonna. Have uh, to at least we've given people a fair idea of what to expect when they come to Japan. Yeah, 